What's up, FA Nation? My name is Justin Fensterman, along with John and Pemba and Matt Sells, and you know what time it is. It's Family Time. It's the Family Times podcast here on FantasyAlarm.com. Got a lot of industry drama to talk about when it comes to the world of fantasy football. Happy Thanksgiving to all, especially to my two compadres here, guys. Happy Thanksgiving week. Very thankful to have you. Very thankful, more importantly, that you guys tolerate me. How are you? Yeah, well, no, I'm doing well. I mean, yeah, Thanksgiving. I, this is I love all the eating holidays, so Thanksgiving is one of my favorites. It's right up there uh, at the top. I mean, you think about it, you get to watch football, you get to eat turkey, and you know, get to be with – well, you typically get to be with family this year. Zoom Zoom Thanksgiving is going to be uh, happening for a lot of us. But, uh, uh, yeah, still, still overall uh, a good day. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned you like the food holidays because Pensty and I are both Jewish, and that's basically the basis for every Jewish holiday. Except is... Yom Kippur. <laughs> the, yeah, except Yom Kippur. They tried to kill us. We survived. Let's eat. <laughs> <laughs> so so it, it's pretty funny that you mentioned that you like the food holidays because that's, oh, yeah. that's well, the first thing I thought of sales. I'm like, oh, man, John would never like to celebrate Yom Kippur. Yeah, no, I, don't, I, I pass on that one. But, you know, my, my girlfriend is half Jewish, so I do get to celebrate the uh, – the Jewish holidays as well, and eat all the brisket that I can handle. So, yeah, absolutely. And then if after Yom Kippur, all the bagels and locks that you can handle yep. as well, or Chinese food. That too. That's Christmas. Oh man, that is that is yep. Christmas to a T for me. I'll be sitting there. Everyone's going to be posting their pictures of their tree and their gifts, and I'll be sitting there being like, "Oh, NBA Home Alone one and two. That's yeah, pretty much go. how it's gone the last seven years for me. And and last year Christmas was on a Wednesday, which the Chinese food places here have a sale on where you get. Buy one, get one half off. So I got a I got a deal on Chinese food on Christmas. So I'm like, yes, I'm doing the ultimate Jewish thing, getting a deal on Chinese food on Christmas. So, hey, it's, a, it's amazing. And speaking of deals, by the way, there's still time to get the deal of a lifetime, even better than Sells' Chinese food deal that he has yeah. out in Nebraska. And that is the Fantasy Alarm Black Friday special, fantasyalarm.com slash Black Friday. All of our products, $97, I believe, John and Pembo, that's 13 sports until 2022. 13's the lucky number, right? Yeah, I think that's where we're at right now. Just added college basketball. Yep. to that package so yeah whatever we offer for the next year through 2021 uh is yours any sport any piece of continent content both dfs and seasonal uh at your fingertips there live chats live streams you name it all yours on site uh for a year so uh, definitely worth checking out i think we're running this deal actually through cyber monday if i have that correct so yes. uh you know you have till uh till next this upcoming monday uh, to get in on the action, ninety-seven bucks. Uh, basically, be a family member for you. So. That's and right. We got a whole lot of sweet stuff coming for NBA. There's some new stuff we're working on esports. Me and Sean Mitchell are working on uh, some brand new tools for esports. There's some brand new stuff coming for the lineup generator. What what about so. what about sells the tools for MTV's The Challenge? Are you going to have some tools for that? <laughs> We have to see if we can pull the data. I don't. I don't know if we can count like how many times they get on. T uh, you know how many carries of you know turning people into backpacks that, <laughs> that, that we get credit for here. But um, yeah, we get thirteen sports. That obviously includes all the ones we got going on now. College basketball starting up on Wednesday. Uh, I'm assuming. Yep, that, Wednesday playbooks are yep. Yep, still the plan. 
Uh, college football still going. MLB starts up. NBA, NHL, NASCAR is rolling back around in February. So it's a pretty good time to go get that deal for uh, somebody's holiday. And it paid off. It, it, if you had already gotten it this past weekend, the lineup generator took down two showdown slates. It took down the Sunday night showdown slate, and then it took down the Monday night showdown slate. Won a what a fantasy football world championship ticket, John. Yeah, fantasy football world championship ticket. Uh, yeah. on the Monday night slate, the Sunday night slate, it chopped first place. I think it was what nine ways. Yeah, so like forty 30, grand. Yeah, like uh, thirty-seven thousand. Yeah, and, and then the Monday. Then not only did it win the ticket on the Monday night showdown slate, uh, but they also threw a single bullet into the Millie Maker for the Monday night showdown slate, and it was like two and a half points off from taking that down completely. Uh, ended up coming in technically seventh because there's a six way tie for first and won seven grand on like the 20 bucks or whatever it was to enter. So the showdown, yeah. showdown, uh, slate with the uh, lineup generator is uh crushing it. And uh, you know, we have a new thing that's going to be added to it, uh, as well, Matt. I don't know if, it, if you said it was live yet or not, but the ability to uh basically determine the percentage of players in your captain spots and and you can generate and get really customized how you want your lineups to be built. Yeah, that's coming soon. Uh, it's it's being fully tested now. We hope to have it out in the next week or two. But, yeah, it's uh, and it'll be for all sports, too. So, like, if you're playing NBA and you want to customize where you're putting guys in roster spots and showdown slates for that, or NFL, or NHL, or MLB, all of those sports, it'll work for all of those as well. Yeah, I mean, all the tools, and we continue to update them every single year. It's not, we don't rely on the same formula. We want to stick with the times as well. We want to work out all the kinks as well. When it comes to the, these tools and cells, you do a great job on these tools. Something that wasn't done very well, though, and this is going to ESPN for a second, because I know they've been under fire over the last few days, and that's regarding the controversial position flexibility of Taysom Hill being a quarterback and a tight end because there has been quite a development with this. I mean, as soon as we found out, Howard Bender wrote an article about it and about the ridiculousness that it is. And then all of a sudden, it seemed like ESPN messed up. They're saying they're going to strip Taysom Hill of his tight end flexibility. And then for another interesting plot twist in all this, then ESPN comes back and says they're going to leave it up to the commissioner to decide whether or not Taysom Hill loses the tight end flexibility, meaning that they don't want to be the bad guys. Instead, they're going to make their commissioners of the fantasy respective fantasy leagues be the bad guys. And that could cause a few mutinies when it comes to the league, because if you, let's say, were the commissioner, Adam Ronis brought this point up to me, guys, I want to get your take. If you're the commissioner and you have Taysom Hill, it's almost like bias. People will accuse you of that. And I feel like ESPN has to just make the call. If Mike Clay's tweet holds up, which it does, about how they had mentioned that they can take away his eligibility at tight end any time, they should have just taken it away then, despite the fact that people were purchasing him, thinking that they were going to be getting a super flex, essentially putting him in the tight end spot. What do you all think? Yeah, I think that's a great point about, you know, they're basically hanging the commissioners out to dry here by, you know, they're a multi-billion dollar corporation. They don't want to be the bad guy, apparently. So they're going to let the uh, the league commissioners, who are already taking a bunch of flack this year for 2020 and how waivers have gone and all the COVID issues and all of that, and as we've gone over throughout this entire season, and as you've lamented, Fenstey, being 
a well-versed league commissioner yourself, you know, yeah, there's going to be people crying foul if, you know, one league doesn't turn it because the commissioner has Taysom Hill and wants to basically turn it into a super flex. And, you know, what happens if the commissioner is like on the brink of making the playoffs, but now is facing a guy who has Taysom Hill. Are they going to change it so the guy can't play Taysom Hill so that it theoretically makes it easier for the commissioner to win the matchup to punch a ticket to the playoffs, maybe? I don't know. It seems like a really bad spot to put people in. Uh, Frankly, ESPN isn't the only one that had this issue. Yahoo also has him, by the way, still qualifying as a tight end, even though he's now started a game at quarterback. Uh, FanDuel had him as a basically free square um, as tight end for $4,500 on Sunday. So I don't understand why he was even put at tight end in the first place. I know he's a gadget guy, and if you look at the snaps, tight end is technically the second highest played. But it's football. Guys don't qualify it. You know, Cordero Patterson doesn't qualify at wide receiver and running back. He qualifies at one position. This isn't, you know, the MLB where you could put a guy at middle infield because he kind of rotates between second and short. Or NBA where a guy, they're basically position fluid. Like, football, you play one position. I don't get the whole why he was there in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they had him there because he was sort of like the gadget player. You know, he wasn't really their backup quarterback either year unless there was an injury there. Like, Bridgewater is always supposedly the backup quarterback last year. Uh, and Winston, we all assumed, was the backup quarterback to Breeze this year. And they and they used Taysom Hill in that Wildcat hybrid role. You know, for me, it was just that if you, you know, looked at where he lined up and a lot of people were sharing all this data, the majority of the time he was either in as a Wildcat quarterback, in as an offset running back, or in as a wide receiver. He never really lined up where a tight end would line up in an offensive formation. So that was just the worst of the position to be uh, for him to be listed at. Now, what I think was kind of interesting was, you know, what was you know, as fences, you laid out, you know, so many things were tweeted, shared, provided, whatever, you know, and we pointed out on Alarm After Hours was that in their own, like, fantasy player support page, it said that players cannot lose position eligibility throughout the year. They can only gain position eligibility throughout the year. It says it was the third bullet point on their fantasy football, like, players rules. So then how do they have that listed? But then you have the Mike Clay and their preseason projection of Taysom Hill saying, well, we actually reserve the right to remove this tight end eligibility if he's a quarterback. It almost like flies in the face of what you're actually putting out there. Um, and then, like you said now, I actually see Taysom Hill without tight end eligibility in, in the league that I have with ESPN. But what ESPN did was basically say, we can't force you from removing him out of your tight end spot. We've taken away his tight end eligibility. Technically, your lineup is is invalid, so you won't be able to make any roster moves or lineup changes. But if you're somebody that doesn't have any buys to deal with, doesn't have any injuries to deal with, you're not forced to move Taysom Hill from that lineup. They already said that he'll accrue points from where, wherever he's currently put. So Right, and you know, there's no buys this week. 
Right. Right. Nobody. No, no team 12. is on bye this week. There's two buys next week in week 13. Right. But no team is on bye, so nobody so has bye. Yeah. If you're comfortable with your lineup as is, um, you know, then you, yeah, then you're all set with Taysom Hill right there as your tight end for this week. Uh, they're not making you ever move him. It's just totally, as you said, fancy on the commissioner to either manually remove him from the lineup or you know something of that nature. Yeah, Adam Ronis and I were talking about it on on tonight's on you know the Tuesday episode of Alarm After Hours, and we we talked about one of the things we talked about was you know solutions, and I brought up the solution for those with waiver priority when it comes to waivers. I brought up the solution of that player if the loss of the flexibility based off of the priority that he got him at. Let's say he had a top claim and he decided the player decided to get Taysom Hill there, put in the claim. Then maybe what you do is you put that player back up to the top. But the problem with that is you're going to make a bunch of other people mad because some of them sat on their claims, which were maybe at two or three or even someone at number one. Now you're bumping them down. And you don't necessarily know when they would use that claim. So that, that argument got burnt. And then Ronus came up with another idea that maybe you just have them not be allowed to play in the tight end spot. But the problem is, in our fantasy league, let's face it, guys. I, you know what? I'm not going to be nice and professional about this. ESPN totally screwed us. I'm not a commissioner of a fantasy football league on ESPN. Thank God. Thank God. I had problems with them in my league when I decided to take kickers away, let alone this. At this time in week 12, ESPN's trying to escape from the heat and now putting it on us as commissioners. That's a very crappy position to be in. And I'm tired, guys. And you guys can tell me what you think. And I'm tired of being all trying to be professional and diplomatic about it. ESPN is wrong. ESPN doesn't want to hold the bag, essentially, so they're putting it back on the commissioners, and that's going to ruin fantasy leagues, that's going to ruin friendships and relationships in the league, and for those commissioners out there that haven't gotten all the entry fees yet, that can cost them a couple of entry fees if that happened, if the league is ready to turn on them, and I just feel like ESPN needs to make a call, and that's it. Don't put it on us. Yeah, I mean, I I was in an ESPN league with uh, some neighbors of mine, um, you know, at you know neighbors of my parents uh, who I was friendly with, and I left that league several years ago because the commissioner was a neighbor and his two sons were in the league, and there was always shady deals made between the three of them, and nobody ever said anything, and they never corrected anything. And it was always in the favor of getting one of his sons or both of them or him into a better playoff position or something. And so I decided to leave the league because I was done with it. But that's the kind of stuff that is easily going to happen with this. Where if I already thought some shady stuff was going on, I would flat out refuse to pay because I would think that it was essentially you're you're trying to uh, you know, not to bring a hot topic of politics right now, but trying to rig the league for somebody who has Taysom Hill. When in reality, John, as you pointed out, their third bullet point says that they won't lose position eligibility. So why are they changing it now? And B, the other problem I have with this, putting him at tight end to begin with, Tim Tebow played wildcat quarterback. He was never listed as a tight end. He was always listed as a quarterback. 
the guy for the Dolphins who, who when they invented the Wildcat offense, n- was never counted as a tight end or a running back, was always counted as a quarterback. Um, you know, they've had these gadget guys in the league before, and they're always considered the position that they are listed at by the team, not quarterback. And Taysom Hill is not listed as a tight end by the Saints. He's listed as a quarterback. So it's just, yeah, it's it's just a bleep show. And ESPN is is literally going to cost themselves some, you know, some some decent um, market share here because people aren't going to go back to them. You know, because let's say this same thing, you know, I don't know if they're going to learn from this next year, but let's say a similar type guy gets drafted or a a similar type situation happens with a different team next year and they make a goofy mistake and then the same thing happens. Well, I'm going to go to a, a site that keeps guys at one position the entire year so that I can bank on them like NFL.com or CBS or RT Sports or, you know, any of those that aren't messing around with this. because CBS's interface, by the way, is awful. Well, it's terrible, but they still have Taysom Hill listed correctly as a quarterback. <laughs> and they have all year, and they haven't tried to switch him and then switch him back and then hang the league commissioners out to dry. Just wild. I mean, this, this is just an incredible story. And, and again, you know, at, at first I was kind of applauding with the way that ESPN was handling it, and I was just like, you know what? It's so ESPN of them to pass the buck to commissioners, and it's going to ruin leagues. You're going to be taking these leagues, probably some of them that are now a decade old, and you're going to ruin them. They're going to destroy these leagues. This is week 12. This is awful timing. This is bad timing. And and for those that say, oh, COVID, this has absolutely nothing to do with COVID. This has zero to do with COVID. Language about what happens if a game is shifted to Tuesday and you want to give your league backup options in case that game doesn't play, that's a different story right there. And not everybody's going to be happy with whatever decisions you make. But that's too darn bad. And now at this point, as the commissioner, it it just puts you in a very, very tough spot. And like I said before, especially if you have Taysom Hill and you guys were saying, you know, they better – they. You would hope that they would learn. They better learn from this. They better. This is one of those things. I don't like ESPN fantasy. Never have, never will. I'm on one ESPN league, and that is a fantasy football league with my cousins. And that's because my cousin doesn't know any better. He doesn't listen. I I tell him, like, hey, switch to Yahoo. Okay, doesn't happen. I tell him, hey, don't make the freaking championship matchup week 16 and 17. Nope. Doesn't happen. And let me tell you why. And I love my cousin. He's like a little brother to me. But at the same time, he does what so many fantasy players, casual players do that I can't stand. And that's not look at the rules. You set the league up. Great. It's up. And then the focus becomes, well, we got to get everybody in. Uh Uh-uh. You're not done. The default settings on ESPN leagues suck. They're awful. You have position limits in your draft. If I want to draft as many running backs as humanly possible, if I want to fill my entire fantasy football bench with running backs, that's my prerogative. If I want to draft a certain way, that's my choice. There shouldn't be position limits. And don't think you're trying to make it fair because other teams can do that too. Rick Wolf has his smart system. So if I'm in a league with Rick Wolf, 
I know that at least three running backs are going to be drafted in his first four rounds. That's going to lighten the pool a little bit. So if I want to put depth picks up there of running backs and I want my entire, I have a stacked receiving core and I want my entire bench to be the Chase Edmonds like players just so I can have that depth, that shouldn't be limited. And it's stupid. And that, and the other thing is, I believe, which is also a default setting, divisions in fantasy football. Also stupid. Also terrible. And you want one more thing that's that's pretty stupid with that. The week 16 and 17. I hate it. Some people think, okay, it's more justified because you're including week 16. I hate it. You're going to play playoff weeks, matchups, one week, one week, and then you're just going to make the championship two weeks. That's a load of crap. And default settings shouldn't be like that. But it's up to all of you commissioners out there to make sure that when you set up the league, before you send invites, go through the rules and make them how you want. Because people forget to do that because they're like, I got to get this filled. I got to get this filled. Most likely it's three days before the season started. I last minute it. Shoot, I have work. I have thought about it. I'm trying to get this done. And they forget to change the rules. And then something's not right by the time the draft hits. And then you really can't change it. I mean, I think that's definitely part of trying to be a a better commissioner. Um, I I do play on a couple ESPN leagues. Um, you know, I've never really had too much trouble with it. I I know they they lack in flexibility, and that definitely comes to being an issue if you try to get a little bit more creative uh, with your leagues. Leagues where we've gone to keeper uh, or dynasty format leagues, we've switched to Yahoo because they allow the flexibility with like putting people in draft positions more and like setting players in draft positions ahead of the draft and whatnot. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, it is tough. Obviously the situation they're in, I feel like they should have just stuck to their own rules from the very beginning. And then there is no controversy, you know, like could we all complain now that Taysom Hill was going to be a super flex? Yep. But, he was, uh, that was a, a potential the entire season. You know, we, we all knew that was a possibility. Um, you know, somebody who just spent all of their fab money, like somebody in my league, you know, he was five and five. He needed a win last week, spent $70. All he had left on fab on Taysom Hill. What used Taysom Hill won him, won the week last week with Taysom Hill as his tight end. He's got Russell Wilson as his quarterback. He doesn't need Taysom Hill to be his quarterback moving forward. But he just spent all of his fab money now on a guy that no longer really benefits his team. Now, he could pick and choose to go Taysom Hill or Russell Wilson. But, like, you're going to play Russell Wilson, I think, like 100 times out of 100 there. So, you know, so you just spent all of your fab money on a guy that no longer helps you at all. So, uh, you know, it, it is definitely a tough situation. You know, and they, they certainly didn't make it transparent, right? Like, they released... Uh, today, like the Taysom Hill, you know, FAQs basically, right? For everybody to read and understand them. That should have been out there beforehand instead of like Mike Clay's tweet that if you didn't see, you didn't know. Or if you didn't read the Taysom Hill preseason projections where they had a footnote at the very end of it, like we reserve the right to remove. There should have been a Taysom Hill FAQ from the very beginning. Like, hey, if he starts at quarterback for one game, he's losing his tight end eligibility because then no one can complain. That's just the fact of the matter. But they didn't. It was kind of sneaky the way they did it. They went against other things that they had posted in their terms and conditions and whatever. So, uh, yeah, 
it's a controversial topic. It's not going to make anybody happy no matter what happens, the way it goes. Uh, pretty much everyone's getting screwed here. So, Yeah. I, I don't know that there's really anything else no. to add to that. Um, it's just not a great look. Again, I kind of agree with John, though. Had they just left it, it probably would. The only controversy would have been, well, why did why was he listed that way in the first place? Right, and we could figure that but, out next year. Yeah, you could. it's the same thing that uh, who the hell listed Kyle Schwarber as a catcher this year in fantasy baseball, even though he's not played catcher in a major league game in like literally I, I, I three up, seasons. I brought up Anthony Rizzo gaining second base eligibility because the, the Cubs shifted so often. And I'm like, he didn't really play second base. Hmm. Like, he just, they just shifted so many times that he logged enough, like, ad, you know, appearances at second. That's more ludicrous because shifting doesn't actually count as playing the position. Right. But but I guess he somehow managed to to log enough at bats or whatever, defensive uh, at bats at second base due to shifts that he gained second base eligibility one year. And I'm like, really? It's like saying the shortstop from Tampa Bay should be considered an outfielder now because they played four outfielders so often. And the other problem here, and and while, yes, it would have been ridiculous if he was listed as a wide receiver to get court, like, you can at least sort of fend off quarter. Like, if Taysom Hill put up 22 points as a wide receiver, a lot of players put up 22 points as a wide receiver this past week. But we're talking about tight end, which has been the worst position fantasy-wise all season long, and I think that had a ton to do uh, with the, the furthering the outrage, right? Because there's such right. a right and Fanduel putting him at forty five hundred bucks as a tight end. Yeah, like that's a free square on a on a DFS slate where you, by the way, also don't didn't have Darren Waller or Travis Kelsey on the DFS slate because they were the Sunday night game. Like that was just utterly stupid, right there. So, um, yeah, I don't. I don't know why you're going to go back on your word. Just leave him the way he was. Right. And, and then it's everybody... like, okay, we can all curse out ESPN, but you know what next? And hopefully they change it next year. Look in, in that regard, you beat the system. Congratulations this year. Right. And I, I wouldn't had somebody drafted him in one of my leagues. If I had played ESPN this year saying, Oh, well, you know, Teddy Bridgewater went five and oh last year when Drew Brees missed five games because he got injured. And then you expect Taysom Hill to come in and play some. And then you beat the system because, you know, you planned ahead and right. whatever. Kudos to you. That's skill that's paying attention. But now it's like, okay, well, you got one win and now he's useless. And now what do you do? Because now the guy that just spent 70 bucks on him on Fab is up a creek. Yep. That, and that is may very not make much... the playoffs, won one game, got one game closer to the playoffs, but may not make it and now can't do anything to remedy a situation. ESPN, I mean, the ultimate idiot of the week right there. And that's yes. why we brought back the idiot of the week. So, Matt Sells, who's your idiot of the week? My idiots of the week is going to the head coaches of Florida State and Clemson for their football teams. I don't know if anybody has seen this back and forth that Dabo Sweeney and who Norvell, is it Norvell who's the head coach of Florida State, I believe, for their football team, um, have had because the Clemson and Florida State game was, 
either canceled or postponed because the medical staffs for the two teams could not agree on a plan for the game to be played safely. And Dabo Sweeney, head coach of Clemson, uh, started complaining right off the bat that Florida State was using COVID as an excuse to not want to play Clemson. Okay, and then Florida State shot back, said we wanted to play, but we have to do it safely, and he should know better than this. And then Dabo Sweeney shot back and said, I don't know who this Norville guy is. I've been a coach in the ACC for 20 years. I've been a head coach for 12, and they've had three different coaches in the last four years at Florida State. So throwing some shade at Florida State. However, both of these coaches should shut up because, A, Dabo Sweeney had Trevor Lawrence miss two games this year because of COVID. They lost the Notre Dame game because they didn't have Trevor Lawrence because he was out with COVID. And he was Florida on the sideline of that game, though. Like, what? sometimes not even wearing his mask, which was right. shocking to me. Right. And they lost that game because they didn't have their number one number one player in the country. And Florida State has had people out with COVID and has had to shut down their program, too. So both of these coaches should just shut up, agree with the doctors, and play it when they tell you they can play it. Nobody needs this back and forth when both of you two had key players out this season with COVID. Yeah, very true. I mean, very true. And by the way, you just mentioned masks and stuff like that. This is to my idiot of the week. And I don't, I don't want to get into a whole thing, guys. We've gotten into this a thousand times. We all know what's right and what's wrong. But I will say this. Plastic shields are not masks. I'm sorry. They are not masks, especially ones with holes on the side. Okay? Those are not masks. Little plastic shields that are moving all over the place. You're not getting anything done. I went to the package store and I saw that. And I could tell that even the cashier at the package store was very uncomfortable. And apparently this guy comes in about every other day to send packages. So he can't really say anything because it's a business and he wants the business. But I'm just going to say this, that watch the plastic shields. Just get a freaking mask. It's not that hard to find them. They're disposable ones, too, if you're too lazy to do the laundry. John and Pemba. Who was your idiot of the week? Yeah, my idiot of the week is also going to be COVID-related. We're going uh, St. Louis Cardinals pitcher Carlos Martinez uh, was in the Dominican Republic, got arrested for throwing a massive party, uh, which violated the social distancing protocols. Nobody was wearing masks at this party, uh, so he was taken into custody there uh, for, for that. Uh, I don't know. You know, Again, it's, you just shake your head. You wonder what the heck's going on. Uh, and why you'd be so, uh, I guess, careless with it. Now, Carlos Martinez had COVID earlier this year. He was placed on the COVID IR, dealt with it. Um, you know, so you figure if anybody... Right, and the entire Cardinals team missed right. like 17 days because of a COVID outbreak. Right. It's yeah. just huge, huge... And now injury. like 30 players in the Winter League, Dominican Winter League, are te- are, have tested positive for COVID. Oh, so. stop being stupid, everybody. I want our lives to be normal again. And yes, there are a few people. And I actually know one person who doesn't even believe the pandemic exists. And and it's just unbelievable. We're not going to go that direction, but idiots, 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 wear your masks. Let's make 2022 an awesome year. Like we had in 2019, please guys, as always. And especially with it being Thanksgiving week, it's only fitting that we bring one thing to the family table and Matt sells. What's the thing you're bringing to the Family Times family table this week? Uh, it's to be 
especially thankful for the fact that we are all still here in 2020. Yes, it's been a crazy year. Um, I mean, there are things I've been going back through Twitter timelines and watching like recaps and news stories and stuff. And the, like, oh, my God, that happened in 2020. Like, I couldn't even remember it because it was back in March, which is like seven decades ago. Like, you know, just be thankful that we're all still here. We can spend some time with some family, you know, over Zoom. Let's make it safe. Um, and let's be, you know, a little bit, you know, more helpful this time of year. I know our uh, co-founder, Dan Williams, has a smoker that he just built. It fits, according to him, 30 turkeys. He I thought you fit... were calling him a smoker for a second. No, 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 no. He built a smoker, like in, like a, where you smoke meat. He's going to smoke like 30 turkeys and a bunch of meat and some brisket and whatnot, and he's going to give it out to the less fortunate in his uh, part of the world there. Um, so let's see what we can't do to, uh, you know, make the world a better place this time of year. It's it's generally what we're supposed to do, but especially this year, let's, let's try and focus on that. Amen to that, brother. John and Pemba, what are you bringing to the table? Yeah, so firstly, I'm going to bring a little bit of food, uh, you know, things to the table, you know, when it comes to uh, my favorite sort of uh, plates when it comes to Thanksgiving. I don't know how you guys are, but I'm definitely more of a mix it all together and eat it as like a sandwich type of person. Uh, So if you're not that, I highly suggest you grab the potatoes, you grab the corn, you grab your roll, grab your turkey, grab your gravy, you put it all in one and just kind of eat it together it's fantastic but uh number two it's mostly just to promote our uh our thanksgiving day coverage that we have going on here jen and howard are going to be on live stream uh leading you into roster lock there uh for thanksgiving uh wednesday fancy and howard are doing the thanksgiving day dfs preview for fa sports talk we're going to have a playbook which is going to be free free preview to kind of give you guys an idea of what's going on that you can get part of this Black Friday deal that you can get right now, $97, no payments till January 2022. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great deal there. But, yeah, we're giving you free content uh, for the Thanksgiving Day games, and hopefully you all can, uh, you know, celebrate with some money come the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's all about, holiday season. The best part about gifts is not having to pay out of pocket for them. So get the gift that keeps on giving that will pay dividends, and that is the Black Friday special we have at FantasyAlarm.com. I'm going to bring a few takes to the table right now, and this is regarding food as well. Number one, I don't like raisins and stuffing. I don't. What is wrong with you? Can't I do don't it, like man. stuffing. So. Can't do it. I don't like raisins. It's almost like I don't like fruit in my salads as well. It's the same thing. Well, I don't like, like salad, salad to begin with. You don't like fruit no. with like your lettuce. I don't like fruit with my lettuce. Okay. See, I don't like lettuce, so that's the that's the showstopper there. But I, I'm sorry, I just. I don't like raisins in my stuffing. They don't belong. They taste. They don't. They make it taste awkward. And I don't get why this is a norm. Maybe this is a hot take. Maybe I just might. I have to cleanse my palate somehow. But I can't stand it. I don't like it. And I'll say this as well. I'm also not a cranberry sauce guy. I know someone that actually eats just cranberry sauce out of the jar. Nope. I have no idea how you do that. I, I'm not the biggest cranberry sauce guy either. Yeah, I don't uh, eat cranberry sauce or raisins. So, yes. Um, so raisins are delicious. The stuffing. Why can't we just make a stuff like a normal stuffing? Why do we have to be fancy? It's, we're not in the Food Network, okay? 
Bobby Flay. By the way, by the way, Aldi's this year is selling a King's Hawaiian stuffing. Oh my God! Again, and this is another thing. That no sounds delicious. On the pizza. Stop trying to make it fancy. Pineapple does not belong on pizza. No, 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 not a Hawaiian stuffing. King's Hawaiian, like the rolls, like the sweet rolls. Right. I know what you're talking about. That's, yeah, you no. Know, you don't know what a Hawaiian roll is? No. Oh, King's man, Hawaiian. Not, oh my God! It's so it's delicious. Yeah, get some pulled pork. Get yourself a King's Hawaiian roll. You'll be in heaven. Okay. Yeah, it's like a dinner roll that's just sweet. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wow. It has I, nothing I, to do with pineapple. Okay. You King's Hawaiian is a brand. You can just you can find it probably at any, at any of your groceries. Yeah, stores. but Aldi is selling like King's Hawaiian stuffing, so they've basically dehydrated King's Hawaiian rolls and turned them into stuffing, and it it's gonna be amazing. But no, wow. pineapple is delicious on pizza. We're okay. Gonna... Yeah, we're gonna debate about that. It's somewhere. not good on pizza. <laughs> it's not good. I'm telling you that much. For John and Pemba, Matt sells. I am Justin Fensterman. For all of us here at FantasyAlarm.com, have a happy and safe Thanksgiving and join the family, the Black Friday special. And for now, we always dominate. No other option. We just win.